Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. This morning I'd like to ask you to turn back to a very familiar passage of Scripture One that if you were here this morning for Sunday school, you would have turned to Luke chapter 1. We're going to look at this very familiar passage of Scripture and look at it in a different way this morning. Uh, Join with me in prayer. Dear gracious Father, Lord, we just praise you for your great goodness and love and we praise you for the privilege of opening your word allowing Your Spirit to speak to our hearts. Lord, we just pray that You would stir uh, the strings of our life, and Lord, that You would help us to to be attentive to Your Word and Your message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (coughs) This morning I want you to look with me at uh, Luke chapter 1, and uh, beginning in the region of verse 26, of course we saw... Uh, that the angel Gabriel came to Mary and and uh, uh, Nazareth as she was there, and he ex- explained to her that she was going to be uh, uh, blessed of God. Verse thirty one says, "And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest." And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom there shall be no end. So this morning uh, we've been looking for the last several weeks at different aspects of the coming of Jesus Christ. And we saw how we can have hope in Christ, and we saw about the faith uh, and uh Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem and today we're looking at the wonderful name of Jesus and we're looking at uh, the, uh, the aspect of, of this uh, gift of God to us. And this is kind of stepping back a little bit. This is before Mary and Joseph are going over to uh, Bethlehem. This is quite some time before, uh, several months, not, uh, and... At this point, Mary is is not with child. She is uh, simply a young woman. Uh, anytime that you have a, a, a child, though, uh, it's what makes it sink in, at least for me, is, is to not just say, oh, uh, so-and-so's pregnant, but... Uh, when they actually name the child. In our culture, in our society, a lot of times uh, people wait till the baby is born before they name the child. Uh, I know uh, when you're expecting a child, a lot of people will get uh, and sit down and write down a bunch of different names and they'll write down... Names that they like and names from this family and names from that family. And um, sometimes they'll blend the family names together to come up with a name. Sometimes uh, uh, a child will be named for uh, 
the last name of, of a, a relative uh, to try and bring in that relation that familiar relationship into the naming uh, uh, I know some people have names that they've picked out uh, from the time that they get married to know okay I'm going to name my child this and some young girls they'll even do that they'll sit down and they'll write, write different names and uh, they'll they'll say you know well uh, whoever I marry they're going to have to agree to these names for our children because it's just the names I got picked out uh, but those things change uh, uh, the, and the, the, the uh, popularity of certain names change from year to year uh there for a long time uh names like heather and and uh, uh Brittany and things like that they were all very popular and and now they're not as popular as they used to be you've got names they're more uh, uh some names they're very traditional that uh like loretta and florence are names that are names that are more you think of names for older people because why because children aren't named that any longer unless it's a family name and they kind of uh uh, name them that on paper, but in life they shorten their name or call them by their middle name or whatever. But but names are significant in that it makes it real, doesn't it? Whenever you name a child, and, and now today uh, uh, with advances in medicine, we know the sex of a child before they're ever born and and almost with a certainty. So people go ahead and name their child before they're even born a lot of times today. Uh, they have a name that they cement down and they say, this is going to be the name of my child. But names are significant today uh, in that it can shape and mold who that person is and it can... Uh, and uh, when... You have a certain name that is uh, for a child that uh, that is of a certain type. Those children tend to always be in trouble. Have you ever noticed that? There's just certain names for children that that child's going to get in trouble at some point uh, in their life, and it's and and those particular names are, are names that that kind of stick out in. Uh, uh, certain societies that those people are, are always in trouble. It just seems that, that it's always that way. But here we have the naming of the the child that Mary is to have. And this is significant in that here Mary is not with child. She's not even pregnant yet. Uh, she is, it is, the angel is declaring to her that she has been chosen by God for a special task. And... Uh, when she sees the uh, the angel, the angel says, "You're blessed of God. You're highly favored." And, and for some, uh, they kind of elevate Mary because she was used of God uh, for this purpose. But I think what's so significant here is is that the angel declares to Mary not only that she's going to be with child, not only that the child will be uh, born. Uh, miraculously because she's not been with a, 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 a something significant here. She says, look, you will conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Look at the significance of this. First of all, you're going to conceive. This was a day and age in which, you know, 
it was not guaranteed that every woman would give uh, birth to a child. Today, it's almost a given that just about everybody, every woman that desires to have a child, if uh, she enters into relations with a man, she, she's going to be able to have a child. Uh, it's, and those who don't have the ability to have children, there's medical procedures that are available to increase the odds of them having a child. But this was not during a time. This was the time in which, uh, because of the health of uh, society, because of the ability for uh, women to have a healthy lifestyle, it wasn't a given that that every woman would have a child. But here the angel says, not only are you going to have a child, you're going to have a son. This was a sign of true blessing upon an individual was the blessing of the fact that they would have a son and that son would be one who would carry on the tradition of the family, carry on the name of the family. And it was a sign of great blessing, not just to have a child, but to have a male child. And the angel cements this with the naming of the child. He says, not only are you going to have a child, you're going to have a son, but you're going to name him Jesus. What's the significance of the name Jesus? Let's think about that for a moment. We see in back in Isaiah uh, chapter 7, verse 14, that, that hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, The prophet Isaiah declares, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, and he's talking about the deliverance of God's people. He says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and and shall call His name Emmanuel. Now it doesn't say Jesus there at that point, but it says Emmanuel. And of course, uh, because of popular songs and Choir, thank you very much for singing that for us this morning uh, as a call to worship. Emmanuel, God means God with us. It declares that God's deliverance is coming from God, that God's deliverance has come to be with us. And so when Gabriel declares to uh, Mary that she's going to have a son and his name is not he doesn't say his name's going to be Emmanuel. He says his name's going to be Jesus. Well, what's the significance of Je- the name Jesus? Well, in Greek, the name Jesus is Jesus, and and uh, but in Hebrew, it's Yeshua, and Yeshua is the word that we get for Joshua. And uh, so, the name of Jesus in Hebrew is. Yeshua, which is jo- uh, the name Joshua, and that name has significance. It means uh, Jehovah is salvation. And so what we have here is the fulfillment of God's promise. And in Sunday school, we talked about how uh, we can't always depend on people to do what they say. Uh, and there was a time in which uh, if you were making a deal with someone and they said they were going to do something and you shook uh, their hand or they gave their word, like Brother Fred said, and they said, I will be there and do this, 
you could guarantee as much, you could take it to the bank that they would be there, they would do what they said they were going to do, or if you shook on it, that the deal was done, that there wasn't any backing out of it. It was as good as a, a written contract is today. You shook on it, you knew that for sure that that person was going to honor the sale, the trade, the whatever it was. <laughs> Here, the people of God had been waiting had been waiting for God's deliverance all the way from the point of the Garden of Eden. When, remember, Adam and Eve, they're in the garden and they're in this wonderful place that God has created and they're enjoying this lush garden and God says, you can do anything you want to in this garden. You can eat anything you want except for that one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the one in the middle. And of course, it's just like a, a plate of cookies to a child. You tell the child you have some home-baked cookies that come right out of the oven. They're, they're giving off that wonderful baked smell. And you got that chocolate smell of the cho- uh, chocolate chips in it. And it's just too hard to resist, isn't it? You, tell, you put the plate down and you say, I'm going to let it uh, cool off here. Don't touch it. It's for, so, it's for so-and-so. It's for something. It's for later. Don't touch it. And you leave the room, guess what? Those little fingers are going to come in. Oh, mama won't miss just one. Just one. And so you eat, you, you sneak one and you all oh, nom, 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 eat it and it's oh so good. It's hard to it's hard to resist whenever someone says, Don't touch it, don't get it, don't eat it. Well that's exactly what it was for Adam and Eve in the garden. Uh God said, Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and and of course the serpent came and and tempted adam and eve and and they partook of it and as soon as they ate it of course what happened they knew that they had sinned they knew they were naked before god they tried hiding their sin don't they don't we do the same thing we try and hide from each other the fact that we sin of course nobody that comes to church ever sins Right. We all sin. We all do it, but we all try and hide it. We try to hide it from each other. We try we hide it from ourselves, try and, and make it make believe like we don't ever do anything wrong, that we never do anything wrong, and we also try and hide it from God. Oh, I'm a, I'm such a good person. I do all these one and we go out and we do things like we give to people uh uh, money or we go to give the organizations money. We do this, give our time and talents and efforts to different things. Oh, I'm such a good person. We're trying to hide the fact that we are sinful. Well, Adam and Eve found out that, that God knew their sin when God came walking through the garden in the evening and, and they hid themselves and they tried to hide and God said, uh, Who told you you were naked? Who told you? He knew that they had sinned. And from that point on, God told Adam and Eve and told mankind that He would provide one who would come and take away the sins of the world. And we see that God fulfills this promise in this child. The child that is to be named Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. Now, like I said before, people in Israel had been anticipating this for so long. They'd been waiting for the Messiah, the anointed one of God, the one who would bring salvation to the people. 
Of course, they thought this salvation was in the form of a mighty king like David who would give, uh, have great military power and go throughout the land defeating the enemies of Israel and liberating them and allowing them to once again have a kingdom, a nation that was free from the, uh, from, uh, the power of an outside army. At this time, it was Rome. <laughs> who had oppressed the Israelites. And they thought that there was coming one who would come and, and deliver them, the Messiah, the anointed one, who would bring them salvation. But this is not the salvation that God is talking to them about, is promising. We get in our minds that God's going to do a certain thing. And we confuse all of that. And that's what happened with Israel. They confused about what God was doing. God says, I am bringing you salvation. He shall be great, verse 32 says. Not only is His name Jesus, but He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto Him the throne of His father David. And He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Well, this is kind of fueling the fire to thoughts of, okay, David was a king, so this is going to be another king. But what's Mary to think? Here, here she is, she's just a, a lowly young lady. No one of great nobility, of not any great authority. Joseph's just a carpenter. How can her child be a king? Well, it says here that he shall reign and all that kind of thing. Maybe uh, she thought, well, he's going to grow up and be a mighty soldier and become a great general and uh, take over the country and that kind of thing. Those were not her concerns, though. The time she says, how can this be? I've never been with a man. And the angel says to Mary that the Spirit of God shall come upon her and she'll conceive. But I want us to think about the name of Jesus. Jehovah is, say, uh, is salvation. That's what God brings to us at this time of the year. We tend to get, just like Mary and Joseph and all of Israel got confused and thinking that God was going to bring a great military uh, a mastermind, a great king, a great ruler to, to, uh, to overthrow all of the enemies of Israel. They misunderstood what God was going to do, bringing Jesus, a humble man who would walk and teach others about what God desired for them and then go and sacrifice himself on a cross so that he would be the salvation for all mankind. You see, his, his thought was not simply just to, to bring salvation to the people of Israel and so they could have a kingdom, but to establish a kingdom that would last for all of eternity. And we read about that kingdom in the book of Revelation where God uh, says that, uh, that Jesus will establish His kingdom on earth and His reign shall uh, last for a thousand years. Uh, and His uh, meaning is His reign will be eternal It'll be something that'll never be interrupted. That that will be what God will bring about through Jesus Christ. 
But what we fail to realize is that we have sometimes those mixed emotions, mixed anticipations of what God is doing for us. We think of Christmas and we think of Christmas trees. We think of presents. We think of all these things. And we talked about the hope, the, uh, the faith and all that. But what we need to remember is, is that Jesus comes to bring salvation. Jesus comes so that we might have liberation from our sin, that we might have true liberation. Not from earthly men and from the thing. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we uh, never had to worry about paying taxes again, if we didn't have to worry about paying bills ever again, if we if everything was just free, everything was just wonderful. There's some that want to say, you know, we need to have that kind of society. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have where we could we could all just pull everything? But what if if somehow we had a way in which everything was just free? You go up to McDonald's and order your meal and oh it's free. You go over to uh to Walmart to get pick up some things and you go through the checkout and you swipe through and then all of a sudden it's free. It, it, they don't charge you anything. You go to the gas station, you fill up your gas tank and when it comes time to pay, oh, it's free. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Everything's free. Nothing costs a thing. We think that would be the wonderful thing that everything's just free. But what's even more Amazing is when God comes to us and He says to us, all the things that you've done has a price. All the things that we've done in our life, all the sin that we've committed, all the things that we've done wrong, all those things have a price. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's the price. But Jesus came that He might bring salvation so that He would pay the penalty for us, that He would be in our place, a substitute for us. So He came not just to simply allow mankind to walk around free, but that our souls would be free forever from the payment of sin that we've accumulated. The, The price that we, the debt that we owe payment for our debt is Jesus Christ. Jehovah brings salvation and payment for us in Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is about. Not Christmas gifts under a tree, not decorations, all those those little lights that we enjoy seeing as we drive around town. Those are wonderful. But all of them shine to remind us of what Jesus Christ came to do. What Jesus did to pay the price for us. To bring us salvation. To liberate us. To set us free. And that's what it means when it says, His name shall be called Jesus. So when you think about the birth of the Christ child, when you think about this time of year, remember the significance of His name. His name shall be called Jesus. 
He shall be great. He shall be a mighty king. King of kings and Lord of lords. Ruler over all things. Not just Israel. Not just a throne like David's. But God's heavenly throne. And hopefully the throne of your life. Let's pray.